we uh, last week uh, we uh, started talking uh, about uh, a little study uh, about the process of God's plan, purpose, and design of His church, uh, and God has a divine purpose and plan for His church, and the reason why some people seem to have so much trouble and they go go through situations so so much is because they have a hard time getting into the order and the plan that God is trying to ordain. And you know, think about it. I mean, stop and think about it. When 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 God spoke to Paul before his name was Paul when it was Saul, he said, ain't it hard to kick against the pricks? You know? And that's what we do when we try to go our own way and follow our own will other than God's will. Hallelujah. Uh, if you're his child and you claim his as your father, uh, Jesus said, the, the, well, the, word, the word said, he said, they, those that I love, I will chasten. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, God will do that because he loves us. Uh, and uh, we, were, we were talking about this uh, last week. Uh, and uh, the part that we talked about last week is where we are standing right now in, in relation to God's design and plan uh, for, for his church. Uh, and see, the foundation was laid, just like the picture that we got, and we used this last week, and this is where we got to last week. Uh, we see the carpenter there. He's beginning to, uh, to lay the floor joist upon a foundation that's already been prepared. Um, God laid the foundation for what he wanted to build through his church. Hallelujah. And the word says no other foundation can be laid other than what's been laid. And what we have to do is build upon that foundation that God has laid. And so uh, we talked about last week where we are standing right now, what, where we are at right now. And uh, uh, Ephesians 2 and 19 says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and members of the household of God, having been built. Now, I, this is what I'm stressing, and I want everybody to, to understand that this process of God, it's, uh, it, it take, it's taking place in the past, and then what's going on right now in the present, and then in the future. Uh, and it's said here in Ephesians, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. Every house has both a foundation and a cornerstone. And that cornerstone is 
which the directional line is drawn from. Without a strong, sure foundation, the house to be built will not have any strength and stability. Jesus, is the one, um, Jesus in one of his sermons, spoke of contrast of the wise man and the foolish man. And that's where I left off last week. Those of you that are here last week, the Bible says that um, the foolish man went to build a house. And he built his house on what? Sand. And the rains came and the floods and all of that. We all know that parable. I read it. We put it up there. I'm not going to put it up again tonight. Uh, and the Bible says the house fell and great was the fall. Then it said the wise man built his house, dug down and, and, and laid it on the rock. And the rains came and, and storms and the floods and the house stood. Now, that parable, Brother Douglas, tells me several things. The, and one thing it tells me, first of all, it reminds me of another scripture that Jesus says, that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Just because you're a child of God does not exempt you from problems and trials in life. It's not going to be like some of those tele televangelists tell you that if you send if you send them your paycheck, you know uh, uh, that uh, everything is going to go great for you. That's not the way it is. Amen. That's not the, that's not the way it is. Uh, and one of the scriptures that I quote a lot out of the uh, out of the Bible: many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the promise is the end of the verse that the Lord delivers them out of them all. Now, here's the difference in, in us, in this, in, in this congregation that's here tonight, although the, uh, the number is small. We're going to come against problems. We're going to come against circumstances like everybody else. But Sister Tina, when you have something hit you, you got somebody you can go to that the world don't have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And if, if, if the pastor's nowhere around when a problem hits you, you don't have to wait to Sunday to come see the pastor. You can call upon God right where you, no matter where you're at. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, aren't you glad, amen, that you don't have to uh, run down a priest somewhere and let that priest bless you? Hallelujah. That you got to get him to talk to God and and. And, and by the way, I mean, they don't talk to God directly. Well, they, talk, they talk to Mary and, have, and ho hope Mary to talk to him, you know. You can go to Jesus himself. Direct, that's, that's, that's what this New Testament Christianity and salvation is all, is all about. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can go directly to him. <coughs> so we have someone. We have been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the, uh, the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. All right. Now, <coughs> one other scripture before I move on, uh, if I can uh, find the one that uh, I'm, I'm looking for.
that's not the particular one, but I'll, I'll, I'll use that one, James 1.22. Uh, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves or deceiving your own selves. It's not good enough for you just to hear the word. You got to be a doer of the word. We got we got to follow what the word says, and that's where so many people have problem with. Okay, now what we're going to get in now is where we are headed. And last week we talked about the foundation and said that having been built, and tonight we're going to take it a little bit further so we can all understand and know where we are headed from this point here. And uh, we're going back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21. Now, I'm going to read these slow, and I want you to pick up on what it's, what's being said. In whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together. Now, notice, notice that. Being built. That's present tense. That's what's happening right now. Amen. We are being built. We're in a process. That's what we're. this lesson is called, teaching. The process. Of, I mean, it all don't just happen over overnight. Hallelujah. Amen. I heard, I heard two, uh, two men discussing and debating about sanctification, whether or not sanctification uh, is instantaneous or... Uh, or is it uh, uh, is it ongoing? And when I walked up, I said, "Well, it's both." And I surprised them. Uh, I think I, by the look on their face, I kind of surprised them both when I said it. And, and they said, "Well, how do you figure sanctification is both? Don't it have to be one or the other?" I says, "No." I said, "Number one, sanctification is instantaneous when I'm born again." Because the old man's gone away. Hallelujah. I've been made a new creature, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Behold, all things are passed away. All things become new. Hallelujah. When you repent or baptize in Jesus' name and fill with the Holy Ghost, you don't have a past. Hallelujah. When you get up, sanctification for you is instantaneous. You are as pure and white as a driven snow. Hallelujah. I believe the blood of Christ is that powerful. I believe the blood of Christ is that powerful to cleanse us from all sins. But then, not only is it instantaneous, but it's ongoing. Because guess what? I've got to get from point A to point B. Point B being heaven. So I've got to get from here to there. And that same blood, I like, uh, I like, I like the, the words to... Uh, uh, Dottie Rambo uh, song and hallelujah, amen, uh, uh, about uh, that, that grace and that amazing grace. That, you know, the grace of the same grace that takes me in, cleanses me, purifies me, it's, it's, going, it's, it's an ongoing process. And that same blood continues to purify, just like God put in your body certain 
organs in your body to purify your blood. If that, if that blood's only purified one time and it doesn't go through that process, you're going to have some issues. You're going to have some problems. Amen. But your body was created to regenerate itself. That was the creator. Guess what? He created your spiritual man the same, the same way. Hallelujah. Sanctification, instantaneous and ongoing. The Bible says, These things I write unto you, little children, that you sin not. But if any man do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. He said, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. He's not talking to the sinner who's never come to God there. He's talking to the born-again believer. Hallelujah. So it's, it's ongoing. In whom also we are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. Having been built, and I noticed it, I mean, it goes back and forth. This See, it, it, it gives the full process of what's going on. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. Being built together for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. I'm, 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 I'm reading these back and forth because I want you to pick up all. You also are living stones are being built up. Peter, this is First Peter 2 and 5. You also as living stones or lively stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I like it, I like it the way old Joel, Joel Hemphill Hemp, Hemp, Hemp put it years ago in that song. He said, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I'm glad he loves me enough to continue to work on me. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that one, oh, uh, if, if I mess up, he don't just, uh, the other song says, darling, he don't just throw the clay away. Hallelujah. But what we have to do, we have to always be pliable in his hands. Hallelujah. We, we have to yield ourselves to him. So 1 Peter 2 and 5 <coughs> said we're being built up a spiritual house. Hallelujah. So, God is working on us as individuals, but then also collectively as a body, which is His church. Amen. He works on us as individuals. And he works on us collectively as a body. Now, uh, we are being built, the scripture said, being built. There are three things that I want to bring out in tonight's lesson that uh, 
what God is trying to create in us. This, this, this church building, I believe everybody's been, been around long enough. I mean, you, you, you've read enough the Word and uh, understand enough that this building is not the church. It's not the church. We are. You're the church. You're God's, you're God's temple. You're the temple of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he is trying to create in us some things. And my, I, I'm in my time. Lord of mercy. I've got, I've got to move on. The first thing that God is trying to, to create and build in me and you is for us to be a house of prayer. Hallelujah. I cannot overstress uh, the need for everybody to have a good prayer life. And if you are the house of God, if you're his temple, he wants you as his temple to be a house of prayer. Don't shirk on prayer. Now, I'm going to just give you Due to time, I'm only going to give you one scripture on each one of these three so I can get you out of here. But Isaiah 56 and 7. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my, in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. So if you are the house of God, if you're the church, God wants you... He, he wants you to be built up on prayer. That's one of the most important things as a child of God that you can do is to have a good prayer life. You, and it's, it's not the length. It's, you know, I, I've, I, I've had, had some down here talk about want to brag about, you know, well, I, I prayed three hours straight. Good. I mean, the prayer, but prayer is a conversation. You know that? Prayer is a conversation. You're talking to God. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't like talking to somebody that you you ever heard the old folks say you can't get a word in age-wise. If you if you got true prayer going on between you and God, you need to give him a time and a chance to reply back to you. Hallelujah. Amen. He does, sister. When I talk to him, he talks back to me. A lot, most, of the time, most of the time, when I'm praying, I'll have my Bible handy that I can stop and I can open my Bible because that's one way that God speaks to you. It's through his word. And when you're in the spirit of prayer, amen, uh, that's emphasized. So God, he is building us to be a house of prayer. And then secondly, and this is something that don't fit too good today. This is not, we, we talk about things being politically correct in the social world. Well, I'm, gonna show, I'm giving you something now that's not politically correct amongst church members today. They don't like this right here, a holy house. But if I'm the house of God, if I'm the temple of God, God wants his house to be holy. Hallelujah. He wants his house to be holy. Give, again, giving you one scripture. And we read 
uh, this while ago, First Peter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Uh, don't try to live pleasing to me as your pastor. Try to live pleasing to God. Hallelujah. That's who we got to try to live pleasing to. Pleasing to God. What God says. Amen. And <laughs> how God <laughs> feels. Hallelujah. Then third and finally, and this is something else that some people have a problem with. God is creating this, each and every one of us to be a house of forgiveness. I said a few minutes ago I could not overemphasize the need for every child of God to be a, uh, 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 a house of prayer. And number two, he wants us to have, be a house of forgiveness. Hallelujah. You, you, you're in a bad situation between in your relationship with you and God. If there anybody, if there's anybody in your life that you can't forgive, you got problems. The drug addict and the prostitute on the street, on the street, can get closer to God and has got a better chance of getting closer to God than than, than an old stubborn-hearted Christian who refuses to forgive somebody. To be, we talk about being Christian means to be Christ-like. That's one of his chief attributes. <laughs> and I'm glad it is. <laughs> I'm glad it is. How many times have I needed his forgiveness, my Lord? And the Bible says, sister, that if I don't forgive my brother or sister, he's not going to forgive me. And guess what? He means that. He means it. He means it. The final scripture, Ephesians 4, 32, and be ye kind one to another. Be ye kind one another. Don't be hateful to one another. Be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. My, my, my. We got to demonstrate the mercy of God. We got to demonstrate the mercy of God. Somebody says, "Well, you know, it 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 it, it takes God." Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. It does. It takes God for all of these things in our life. There's a whole lot in the book that I have to depend upon God for to give me the strength and the help. Amen. To follow that word and to be a doer of that word. Because, see, God is creating. He's working on me. He's building something in me, and he's building something in you. And <laughs> that forgiveness, you know, when one person comes to Jesus one time and says, Lord, how many times shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Shall I do it seven? I, we talked about it one day in, in a 24-hour period now. He said, seven times? What, did, what was Jesus' uh, reply to that? He said, not said just seven times, 
but 70 times 7 in one day. You know what most modern apostolic will? I ain't going to forgive them the fifth, fifth, fifth time because they, they, they wouldn't. <laughs> They, they, they didn't mean it when they, when they asked me. Judas said 70 times 7 in a day. He didn't tell us to go analyze whether or not they meant it or not. I've got to forgive you. Whether or not we, if you come to me and ask forgiveness, I have to forgive you and, and not analyze whether you meant it or not. And can I get a little deeper than this? i got to forgive you before you ever come and ask me. Hallelujah. Wow. Yes. Yes, it's, it's tight. Brother Paul says sometimes, but it's right. Hallelujah. So that's the process. We, ha we have been built on the foundation, and now we're being built now. God's working on us now, and he has to work on me every day. He has to work on me every day. Because I still got issues. As being in the flesh, I got issues that I have to get worked out between me and God daily. Hallelujah. Anybody got any?